Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Educate for Life helps you build your life on the rock. LG Equipment helps builders build on good soil. Luke Gibson's team at LG Equipment is your local source for grading, demolition, hauling, and more. Learn about their bulk water services from trucks to tankers to towers at rentwatertower.com. Get your questions answered. Call LG Equipment at 619-988-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-988-0924. When you need tires service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over, see? We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your time and bring your shame. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. And uh, if you've been listening to my show for any amount of time, what you know is my focus is on defending the truth of the Bible. Um, I've been teaching Christian apologetics at Christian schools for 12 years, and um, I just have a heart for young people who are being uh, asked all kinds of questions that they can't seem to answer about God and the Bible. Everything to do with creation and religion. How do we know Christianity is the truth? How do you know the Bible is actually the word of God? All these sorts of questions that that are coming um, the way of uh, Christian young people. And uh, having to deal with a culture that's becoming increasingly skeptical. And so I've got to know a little bit here, uh, Dan Biddle. And Dan is, uh, this is the first time I've interviewed Dan. And uh, we've kind of uh, emailed back and forth a few times. And we've uh, connected a little bit through Logos. But uh, Dan is the uh, president and founder of Genesis Apologetics. 
genesisapologetics.com. You can go, and he has all kinds of resources, which is a lot of what we're going to be talking about today. Specifically, what we're going to be talking about is, why do so many people believe in evolution if it's not true? And what are the top four reasons that young people um, believe in evolution? So, Dan, um, before we hop into those questions, do you mind giving us a little bit of background? How did you get interested in this subject, and why, why are you so passionate about it? Sure. Yes, yeah, so I'll give you the short version because it's quite a quite a longer story. But I've been interested in apologetics my whole life. I got saved when I was 11, and I've been following Christ since I was about 17. And I went to seminary. I've loved apologetics and everything, but I was pretty much undeclared on the origins issue. Was it a gap theory, old earth, young earth, whatever it might be? And until about five years ago, I took a quest up to Canada and Montana and looked at the massive boneyards up there and came away a believer that Genesis is a real historical account, and the flood just happened thousands of years ago go and a younger creation. And so that really lit me on fire when I understood that Genesis was uh, not to be taken metaphorically. It wasn't a relativistic book. It wasn't poetry. It's real actual history. Uh, It allowed my head to join my heart uh, a little bit more. And I was already a spirit filled, my heart totally in Christian. But when my head joined the party, it really changed me. And about the same time, I was going to back to school night at my son's seventh great classroom in public school, and I learned the extent of the evolution teaching that they're drowning our kids in public school in, 250 pages over three class grades and about 50 uh, classroom hours of instruction, and I saw the impact firsthand it was having on kids, and so I just began to pray and ask him, Lord, you know, how can you use me? What do you want to do? And got with our partner, uh, Dave Bisbee, and lo and behold, we formed this ministry about five years ago, and we've been speaking and talking and publishing YouTube videos and everything like that uh, since. So it's been a fun journey. That's absolutely fantastic. Now, um, I was just curious. You said, what was the big impact? Uh, You said you went to a boneyard? Yeah, I went up to, I flew over to Montana and flew up to Canada, and I looked at the mass boneyards up there. There's a place in Canada called the Dinosaur Provincial Park, and there's an area called the Hilda Bone Bed, where you can go firsthand for, you know, and see for yourself a nine-mile-long boneyard with tens of thousands of dead dinosaurs and thousands of dead ceratopsian dinosaurs that are buried with sharks and oysters and clams and marine life and and crocodiles and turtles, and it's just amazing. And when you see the same thing in Montana and realize that Montana is just part of a 13-state area called the Morrison Formation, representing about 700,000 square miles of dead animals buried by a huge catastrophic inundation. Um, I spent about 90 days of my life, every spare time I could between business and family, looking into this, and after about three months, I was uh, completely convinced that Genesis is a real history account and quite frankly it's hard to, to look at those areas and not believe that there was a massive catastrophic inundation that happened just thousands of years ago because all the soft tissues they're finding in these bones now mm, yeah absolutely so uh, that, that's pretty phenomenal and then prior to that you didn't have a settled um, were, were you did you have a settled thought about how things were or were you kind of up in the air kind of trying to figure things out still 
You know, that's the scary limbo place that I was in for a long time. Like most Christians, I thought, well, maybe it really doesn't matter. Maybe the earth is old. Maybe it's young. And then I've, I've got four kids, and my older two kids that are now in college would ask me, you know, five, six years ago or when they were growing up, hey, Dad, tell me about the dinosaurs. And I'd have to answer two different ways. Well, honey, if the earth is old, then here's your answer. If the earth is young, then here's your answer. Hey, Dad, what about the Smilodon, saber-toothed cats and mammoths and Neanderthal and cave? Where do those all fit? And it was impossible to give them a, a clear answer without uh, siding with origins and, and the age of the Earth issue. So, but when I looked into the strengths and limitations of radiometric dating and looked at the underlying assumptions and went to these boneyards myself and asked very real questions like, how do you bury 13 states worth of dead dinosaurs with sharks and fish and clams? Uh, I was overwhelmingly convinced that the, that the flood happened. So, and for me, it just uh, it allowed me to make a shift. So now, when my younger two kids uh, have asked me about the creations and origins and dinosaurs, I give them one straight answer. There's no more confusion. Uh, and I think I'm afraid that uh, my older two kids, when they were hearing Dad give two different answers for all these very basic questions, I think not only did they doubt me a little bit, they probably doubted the Bible because if Dad doesn't know and the Bible doesn't know, then how firmly can I really trust it? Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so what we're going to be talking about today is uh, the the top four reasons that uh, young people, students uh, believe in evolution and your ministry, Genesis Apologetics. It. Um, w- what is the demographic you're you're targeting? Um, what, what, who are you trying? Yeah, to we really start at fifth grade and go all the way up through college. But I would say the core of our ministry is middle school and high school kids. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, and and exactly. Tell us a little bit more about your ministry. What what um, I know you have the app, which is phenomenal and a great uh, resource and tool for young people. Tell our listeners about the app. Yeah, so we we basically have two resources. The first is our Debunking Evolution program, and it's a six-lesson program that has about three hours of video training, and it's designed for really fifth to tenth graders uh, because it's a very thorough refutation of all the ten main pillars of evolution that are taught in our public schools, at least in California. Um, But our mobile app is the one that we're really pushing right now. We're we're gaining up on about 16,000 users. Uh, it, It plums back to all of our videos. And we also share resources there from places like Answers in Genesis and ICR that also have videos. But we've broken this app into 12 different sections that has a really easy to understand, easy to follow videos that take the core areas of evolution that our teens are starting to believe nowadays and just refutes them one by one with uh, with the visual eye candy that they're so used to watching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, well, that's great. And where can they pick up yeah. that app? Where can they get that? So it's just in the iTunes store. Just type in Genesis Apologetics or go to the Google Play Store and type in Genesis Apologetics and download it. It's totally free. We don't have any paid offerings in it. It's just a free app, and and uh, we're getting about 300 downloads a day right now. So it's been fun trying to promote it. That's great. Okay, yeah. so um, let's hop into what these uh, top reasons are that young people believe in evolution. Um, Certainly. Give us, yeah, give us, I, I, give us I, the first one. 
Okay, so how how it came about is as I'm a, I'm a behavioral scientist by training. I love surveys, statistics, research, and I spent uh, several years of my life going around testifying as an expert in research and stats in state and federal court cases. So I'm very uh, very much a data driven person. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, if we're going to go debunk evolution, regardless of what they're teaching in the schools, I want to find out what's stuck. What are the reasons that teens are buying the myth and the lie of evolution? So we uh, hired a, a survey company called Polster. They basically survey people as they're checking out through Amazon. And we got about 300 people, uh, spent a few thousand dollars to get 300 people to fill out a survey and simply ask them the question, what's your best shot? What's the best reason you believe in evolution? What's the best evidence for it? And that's what, then what's the second best evidence? And then we coded all the responses. And it's amazing. We found that 72% of the reason that teens nowadays, age, I think it was age 14 to 24, believe in evolution is anchored on four different topics and that's it. Wow. Well, that's really helpful to know because um, that really helps you to focus on what's most important and, and uh, kind of all the ancillary issues, you know, just uh, narrow that down and go, okay, if we can deal with these, we've made a lot of headway. Yeah, exactly. So the, everyone has, you know, from a psychological uh, perspective, it's called the neural network or the a knowledge framework. And everyone has a, a knowledge framework of why they believe in evolution. So the first one right, right out of hold the on, gate. Hold on, Dan. Hold ahead. on. That's yeah. a perfect tease right there because we're coming up on a break. He was sure. just about to say number one. So for those of you listening, don't go anywhere, man. I mean, this is, this is it right here. So stay with us. We're going to be right back with Dan Biddle of Genesis Apologetics. We'll be right back. Gibson of LG Equipment supports Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Luke grew up in the construction industry and now serves LG's commercial and residential customers throughout Southern California. Whether you need grading, paving, hauling, demolition, on-site bulk water service, water trucks, tankers, and towers, call LG Equipment at 619-998-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-998-0924. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Thanks for listening today. This is Kevin Conover with Educate for Life. I'm your host. And uh, we've got Dan Biddle with us today of Genesis Apologetics. He is an apologist uh, here in California. He's up uh, in, the, in Northern California. Uh, what part of California are you at, Dan? 
We're in Folsom, which is right outside Sacramento. Okay, fantastic. That Sacramento desperately needs God and Jesus and Genesis. Uh, and so um, fantastic ministry up there. If you're in that area and you're looking for a creation speaker, he's a fantastic person to come out and have uh, share the truth. And, um, and then you said you have, that, you have a partner, too. Tell us a little bit about your partner. So actually, my, my partner, uh, Dave Bisbee, he's our vice president. I have an, another board member called, uh, his name is Caleb Lepore. And these guys really uh, know their stuff. They get out and speak in a whole bunch of different settings. But Dave Bisbee is actually the reason I'm here, because I went to hear him give a talk about 10 years ago called Man Walk But Dinosaurs. And I went there to basically think, I'm, I'm going to make fun of this guy in my head. I'll be nice. But about halfway through his talk, I realized, my God, He's on to something, and it's not just him. <laughs> there are thousands of people that believe that stuff, and that's actually what catapulted me into the research about dinosaurs and the fossil record. That is so. so uh, that is so cool. <laughs> he lit the so, fire. So now, <laughs> yeah. now that now that's interesting. Now, were you a Christian when you were going to make fun of him? Oh, absolutely. And I wouldn't, and I wasn't going to, you know, throw rocks and make fun or anything. Sure, but, sure. but when I heard his talk was, you know, dinosaurs live recently, I just thought, oh, this is going to be hilarious. Yeah. I'm going to go watch this guy because we all know that they died out 65 million years ago. But yeah. like I said, about 20 minutes into his talk, I just sat there dumbfounded going, I, I can't believe this stuff. Where is he finding all this evidence? Yeah. Isn't and that amazing? That's what I, set me off. I, I, I the find, whole summer researching it. Yeah, I find that to be so incredible um, because that's a regular um, kind of a regular experience I have too. Is that I, I tell them, hey, uh, you know, dinosaurs um, walked with man, and people are just absolutely flabbergasted. They're kind of like, how can you possibly say that? Yeah. Uh, but then all of a sudden you start giving them evidence and they're like, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You know, I, and I've actually found sometimes it cannot, it can be disadvantageous to try to answer the question unless the person has about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so far the majority of people who can give me about 15 minutes, uh, you know, I can convince them, and it's not anything magic that I I have or any magic skill that I have. The evidence is overwhelming, Mm. but you can't do it in a 30-second elevator pitch. It it takes a conversation over lunch. Yeah. So um, so our our listeners, I'm sure, are dying to hear uh, these four reasons. Um, We we teased them in the last segment here. So uh, give us number one here, uh, Dan. Okay, so the number one reason that uh, teenagers and college students believe in evolution is human of, humans evolved from apes and uh, from, from ape-like creatures. That's the number one thing. I think it was about 30% of the responses had to do with apes, the fossil record, the monkey to man, march of progress that they're so used to seeing. Uh, sixth graders in the state of California drink in about two full weeks of Lucy training. Uh, of course, they teach them they evolved from the Australopithecus that led to Homo habilis and mm-hmm. Homo erectus and then Homo sapien and Homo sapien sapien. But that's the number one reason that people believe in the live evolution is the uh, really scant evidence surrounding human evolution. But the way it's presented in high school and college classes gives it teeth that it really doesn't deserve to have because in about 30 minutes, it's real easy to take the rug out from under the, the idea of humans evolved. It's really, uh, it's really quite a debunkable topic. You know, with sixth graders getting two weeks of it, and you could just take the lead icon, Lucy, and in about 10 minutes, she falls apart. And when you scientifically 
scientifically critique Lucy using what the scientific literature it says says about Lucy. Uh, she's clearly not a human ancestor. It's very, very easy to get through that. But that's the number one reason that people believe in evolution as humans evolved. Yeah, I, I remember back when I was in uh, elementary school, I believe sixth grade, we actually went to the uh, Natural History Museum here in San Diego in Balboa Park. And they yeah. had all of them lined up right there for you to see. Yeah. And I, I looked at it and thought, well, look at that. I mean, I, I didn't even question it. For me, it was wow. like, oh, okay, this must be true. That's the way it is. Uh, yep. So um, now, and at the time, and I grew up in a Christian family. At the time, um, I, it wasn't something I was debating in my mind. I hadn't even, as a little kid, I hadn't even considered, uh, you know, the debate between evolution and creation. It wasn't even on my radar. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but it's a seed that's planted, right? And then you... you it's so hard. And when that seed plants and grows, it's really, really tough to dig out the roots. For a lot of kids, uh, when that when those synapses are formed as a young kid, fifth and sixth grade, it's really hard to sever the root and let the, that little tree of lives die mm-hmm. and plant new seeds of truth. But the Holy Spirit can do it. I've seen it happen over and over again, but Absolutely. oftentimes it's tough to pull up. Yeah. Now, now um, so in your app, does it have, uh, if somebody says, hey, I want to see this. I want to hear more about debunking uh, Lucy and and the uh, uh, chimp-like ancestor to man um, process. Is that all within the app? Yes, I believe it's the number one section that we have on there. I think we have about a three-minute Lucy debunking video, a nine-minute one, and then an exhaustive 45-minute uh, one. But in, in nine minutes, it's all that's really uh, required. In fact, we have public school teachers that use our nine-minute video to kind of teach and compare and contrast some of the limitations of Lucy fitting in as early human ancestor. So, uh, so yeah, a couple different videos on Lucy are right in our app there. So if there's a, a public school teacher out there who's listening to this and, and, and uh, wants to use something like that, um, do you have any advice for them as far as, um, is there any pushback ab- uh, about bringing up questions that pertain to, um, you know, evolution and so forth? No, not not at all. I mean, as long as it's not followed by a, a call to salvation or something, but which you can, in fact, do if it's on a one-on-one basis or after school hours or and everything. But if you want to present what as secular scientists themselves are saying about the limitations about Lucy, that's all we draw from. All of our critiques for, for about Lucy are drawn from the scientific literature. And so that's why public school teachers are allowed to use it to simply say, look, uh, not everyone agrees with this about the hip and the knee and the shoulder and the head and the and the spine and all these different things there's some controversy around that and that's all we do is lay out the controversy okay fantastic so, that's great yeah okay well let's let's uh, go on to number two here what's what's the second one uh, okay reason? well the, the number two slot is reserved for our favorite friend charles darwin so yeah it would be darwin's theory proper so dealing with natural selection adaptation mutations and working as a machine to propel vertical evolution. So Darwin's theory proper makes up the second, uh, the second key reason why people believe in evolution. Okay, so um, you're talking about uh, the combination of undirected mutations and natural selection. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes people will throw in uh, different variants of, of Darwin's ideas, or but a lot of the times they'll mention Darwin's finches, 
which again, it takes maybe what, three minutes to, to take the rug out from under that one, you know, and studies have come out recently showing that, that finches can change their beak size and shape within one generation based upon where they live and their habitat. I mean, it's, it's not evolution. They're just still finches. We're dealing with God ordained pre-programmed adaptability within a kind. And, and these species never turn into a different kind, never have, never will in about 5,000 years worth of recorded history. And when students hear things like that, it's pretty easy to let go of the idea. But if it goes unrebutted, they think, well, my gosh, there's a smart guy and he spent a long time. He went on a ship and he went to the Galapagos Islands and he saw all this different stuff. And, and it can kind of make up an interesting story, a very believable story. Mm-hmm. But when you critically look at it, again, it, it just falls apart. Yeah. And, and that's been, again, that's been my experience too, is that most people uh, almost take it for granted that, okay, this must be the way it is. Um, I, I've talked, yeah. talked to quite a few students and uh, even uh, secular scientists, um, agnostic scientists, and I brought it up and, and very often um, they think, well, look at this change happened, therefore greater change is possible. And, and yes. They just they go extrapolate. With it. Yeah. You're, you're so right, and that's that's the scary part because the kids don't know it, know it, but they're doing what they're they're doing what we call an, an inferential leap. They're going from one to the next, and uh, and and you can't do that with observational, the true scientific method. You can only do that with historical science, which requires assumptions and faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, but when you lay out Darwin's evidence, I mean, even modern secular atheists are ditching a lot of what he said and a lot of his ideas. So we've got the human genome sequence and everything. We go back to a single single man, you know. So it's uh, it's amazing that, that God's word has just stood the the test of time as being true. Mm, amen. Well, yeah. uh, we have a, we're coming up on another break here. We have two more um, reasons that students believe in evolution uh, that that uh, Dan Biddle has spent time working on and debunking. And uh, you can re- you can look more into his ministry at Genesis Apologetics, and he's got a fantastic app. You can download that right from like the uh, the uh, Apple Store and so forth, right, Dan? Yeah, Apple Store and Google Play Store. It's free. Okay, that's great. So um, just a resource that's at the tip of your fingers, where uh, you know you're talking to somebody and you want to look into what they say. I know for me as a young person, as a high school student, this often happened to me. A teacher would say something and I'd go, wait a second. I want to double check that. And so um, now with this right at your fingertips, you can you can do it immediately. So please take advantage of that. We're going to be right back. My guest today is Dan Biddle with Genesis Apologetics. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Fastlane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. Fastlanesailing.com. 619-222-0766. 
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Educate for Life helps you build your life on the rock. LG Equipment helps builders build on good soil. Luke Gibson's team at LG Equipment is your local source for grading, demolition, hauling, and more. Learn about their bulk water services from trucks to tankers to towers at rentwatertower.com. Get your questions answered. Call LG Equipment at 619-988-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-988-0924. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tire wheels and service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30 and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Okay, thanks for listening today. If you're um, streaming on Facebook, uh, I'm, I apologize for the uh, fuzzy screen, but um, I've been told that you can hear us clearly, uh, even if you can't see us that well. And uh, don't worry, um, uh, uh, we're not too good looking. So uh, we, we, Dan and I have both lost our hair. So you know, we have, we do have good beard, good looking beards. But but uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, my guest today is Dan Biddle with Genesis Apologetics, and we both do the same thing. It's really cool, and it's it's. Uh, encouraging to have other people that are doing their best to disprove things like evolution. You know, the Bible says to demolish arguments that set themselves up against the, the knowledge of God, against the truth of God's word. And so um, we all want to do this as Christians together. And ultimately, um, whether you're a Christian or not, I mean, you want truth, right? You don't, you don't want to live your life based on a lie. And so we're all out to know truth. I believe that God has designed within each person a desire for truth and a desire for love. And this is really what Christ was all about. He was all about truth. And he was all about love. And so um, we want to present the truth in love and um, help people to know Jesus Christ and that uh, they can be saved from their sins and they can spend eternity in heaven. Uh, it's an incredible gift, an incredible opportunity. And the wonderful thing is that apologetics, which is simply defending the truth of the Bible, apologetics is a great way to open the door to be able to share your faith and um, to be able to share truth and to be able to share love. And so once you get knowledgeable about creation and evolution, about the books of the Bible and how they were put together, about world religions and why Christianity is the truth, um, once you get knowledge about, about these issues, um, people start want, wanting to talk to you. Hey, this person's got perspectives that I haven't heard before. And um, you start to provide answers that make sense and the puzzle pieces start to click together and um, you become that source of hope and light that Christ has called us to be. So, uh, Dan... Uh, we've got we've got two um, reasons why students believe evolution left here. Uh, give us number three. Okay, number three is fossils and transitions. So students simply reported things like Archaeopteryx and Tiktaalik, which are the two leading transitional forms that are used in public schools today. Uh, but again, uh, give us about two minutes with each of those topics, and they're easy to throw out the window. I mean, they're uh, they're they're the leading best 
supposed transitional fossils, but under critical review, they simply fall apart. So, and then the fossil record itself um, is an amazing testimony to Noah's flood. Animals sorted and buried based upon their habitat, elevation, body density, and intelligence. I mean, all over the earth and the six lost mega sequences that we have in the sedimentary record. So Noah's flood is a great explanation for why we have billions of dead things buried in, in rock layers. So um, it's really easy to, to, to cover that. But uh, kids are presented the fossil record as an order uh, of, of life evolving from, you know, goo to the zoo to, to me and you. Yeah. But really what it is, it's an order of burial uh, of how animals were catastrophically inundated, overwhelmed and buried by Noah's flood just thousands of years ago. So that's uh, that's a third topic is so, fossils and transitions. So, Dan, uh, let's get into that a little bit more. If somebody said to you, look, at you have this perspective that it's a burial record and we have this perspective that it's the, that it's the historical uh, record of evolution happening, you know, like you said, good to, good to me and you all the way from down to bottom. Why should I believe your reason over this reason over here? I, I, I mean, what would you say? Yeah, I, I would simply say that uh, that to be totally honest from a scientific uh, standpoint, neither side can prove their case because the fossil record is a very dry testament of what happens. The bones that you dig up don't come with date tags on them, and they don't say this creature was the mother of this creature, was the father of that creature, had you know this many kids. All we have is our dead bones. We have dead fossils, but those fossils in the rocks, they do cry out the truth. I mean, uh, if you look at things Things like um, one of our, our lead points when we go speak in colleges is the 14 fresh bioorganic materials that are found in dinosaur bones. Things like fecs and histones and proteins and blood cells and blood vessels and collagen, which has got scientific evidence. There's been five different studies out on collagen that show there's no way that stuff can last more than 900,000 years in the dirt. It's impossible. So why are we finding collagen in dinosaur bones that have been verified at the molecular level if dinosaur bones are 65 million years old. It's scientifically impossible. Now, so I know there there's some things that are on our side, but yeah, it's, it's tough. Now, there's, a, there's this um, popular idea out there that somehow iron has preserved, um, you know, the blood vessels in the T-Rex with, uh, with Mary Schweitzer in Montana and, and uh, the Hadrosaur and these sorts of things. Um, do you have any information you can share about that, about uh, it? You said there's five sure. different studies. Um, there is a book uh, by Kevin Anderson named uh, called Echoes of the Jurassic, where he does a very thorough rebuttal of that. But I would just say, as a scientist who's, who works with the scientific method, the degree of extrapolation in Mary's study is untenable. We're talking about using a different kind of blood with a different kind of blood cell, and it works for maybe a year, maybe two years, and you're going to extrapolate for millions of years in every possible different type of condition that these dinosaur bones are found, uh, it's, it just doesn't, doesn't fly. In fact, I would flip it and say the things that we can measure even more reliably, like collagen half-life, clearly land with evidence on our side. There's no way you can get collagen to last that long. So, so yeah, it's a study. She did it. It's thoroughly rebutted in uh, Kevin Anderson's book, but you're basically asking the reader to extrapolate uh, millions upon millions of years beyond the, the, the very limited time that she was able to preserve the blood. 
Okay. So, so before we get into the last question that students, uh, or the last reason that students believe in evolution, we've been through three of them, um, of the four main reasons that, that people believe in evolution. Um, what is on the, what is on the uh, horizon for Genesis Apologetics? Where are you going next? Are you developing the app more? What's happening in the future? Yeah, we're certainly fleshing out the app a little bit more. In fact, one of the neat things that, we're, that we've worked on is making the app so you can give a self-guided creation tour of today's leading natural history museums. We just finished a part of the app where you can go to the Washington, D.C. Smithsonian Natural History Museum, pull out the app, and give yourself a creation-based tour through you know that monument of evolution using our app. Wow, that so is they cool. They have a 15,000-square-foot testament shrine thrown in there on human origins, and you can go through that listening to parts of our, of our app that will take you to their monuments and refute them one by one. Wow, that is fantastic. And then, of course, our, our next two, uh, thing is here, we're going to be working with Masters University uh, on March 9th to have our annual conference. Uh, we've got a speaker coming up from Masters University, Dr. McLean, an expert in the dinosaurs and fossil record. And we're going to be at Real Life Church for a whole Saturday. That's our annual event. Had a few hundred people last year and hope to get maybe 500 people or so uh, this year. So that's our, that's our big new thing. March 9th in 2019 is having an annual conference. That's fantastic. Okay, well, my guest today is Dan Biddle, and we have one more. We have one more uh, a segment coming up here, and we're going to cover the last reason. Can you re- can you repeat the three reasons, um, Dan, that we've covered so yeah, far? Sure. Top three reasons are human evolution, or just the idea that humans evolved. The second one is Darwin's theory proper, so natural selection adaptation, and the third one is fossils and transitions. And then we'll get into the fourth one, I guess, uh, after your break. So if you're so if you're a parent out there or if you're a speaker or if you're somebody who communicates on these things, if you're in your local church and and uh, you do a, a class on this sort of thing, uh, these are important areas to focus on in order to uh, help to make progress quickly and help people to understand these issues quickly. I'm also going to be speaking at a, a conference coming up very soon here. Veritas International University has their annual. It's the 10th annual. Always be ready. Um, conference, and that's going to be at Calvary Chapel, South Bay. I'll be speaking along with uh, Stephen Meyer. If you know who's, who Dr. Stephen Meyer is, he is uh, uh, one of the intelligent design kind of uh, founding fathers. Uh, uh, he's an expert on uh, the cell. He recently came out with a book called Darwin's Doubt. I'll also be speaking with uh, Phil Fernandez, Steve Collins, and Brad Dawkins, and we'll be giving all kinds of answers to people's questions about why we know that the Bible is reliable and why we should be building our hope and our ideas and our life and our values off of the Word of God and not uh, ideas outside of the Word of God because it's true, because it's been tried and tested over and over and over again, Mm. and it's come through. And so uh, my encouragement to you is um, if you aren't already confident in the Word of God, just take the time to study. Um, Genesis Apologetics has all kinds of resources. My own website, I have a full curriculum that's built for high school students to go through so that by the time they graduate, they are solid in the Word of God. Uh, we cover all the different issues that come up. So I hope that's encouraging to you. My website is educateforlife.org. My guest today is Dan Biddle, Dr. Dan Biddle, and we will be right back. God's grace. 
when you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options and all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Luke Gibson of LG Equipment supports Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Luke grew up in the construction industry and now serves LG's commercial and residential customers throughout Southern California. Whether you need grading, paving, hauling, demolition, on-site bulk water service, water trucks, tankers, and towers, call LG Equipment at 619-998-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-998-0924. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and team. Team Home Loans. Thanks for tuning in today. This is Kevin Conover. I'm your host, Educate for Life Radio. We air every Thursday at 2 p.m. live on Facebook. And we also air on Sundays at 10 p.m. on KPraise 1210 a.m. And we're actually going to be on the FM also. We just... Um, we just started airing in North County on FM radio also, and I'll have more details for you about that later. Uh, my guest today is D- Dr. Dan Biddle with Genesis Apologetics. You can check out more about him at GenesisApologetics.com. And uh, we're talking about the top four reasons that people believe in evolution, um, specifically students believe in evolution. So, um, Dan, we're on the last one there. I hear like a fax machine in the background or something. Yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. the, the joys of going live with this. Yeah, okay. that's right. So uh, reason, reason number four is science as an authority. So that's simply the idea that scientists that are smart believe in evolution, therefore I'm going to believe in it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, students nowadays aren't trained to differentiate between what we call observational science and historical science. They simply think that the, the science is just science and there's no differentiating or there's no dividing wall between that. Um, but what we've learned is the scientific method requires six different steps, and that's how we you know, develop new medicines or put people on the moon, is you have to be able to observe and see and test and repeat and form hypotheses and basically watch something happen, and historical science doesn't require any of that. So the kids just fail to make that differentiation and believe in evolution simply because uh, smart scientists say it's so. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, I talk about that with my students. I teach seniors in high school and um, it's an appeal to uh, an appeal to an expert um, or an appeal to authority. And uh, we want to we want to go based on not on uh, the expert. We want to go based on the actual evidence. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. So kids just simply think, okay, well, my gosh, if the people who are in science, in the field of science, and they're, and they're making medicine and they're doing practicing medicine of that nature, then they must be smart, and so therefore it must be true. But when we sit down and say, look, kids, there's two different kinds of science, inferential science or historical science, and then there's the true scientific method, which is what they're grilled in in biology class and life science, then they can differentiate it because you can't see and observe and test things that are supposedly millions of years ago. So that's, uh, that's what we want to help them to understand. Yeah, and when it all comes down, I mean, we can't get into this war where we're kind of like, well, my expert says this, and my expert says this, and my expert says this, and we keep going back and forth like this. Um, yes. We actually have to take the time to look into the evidence for ourselves. Or, I mean, experts, experts can be wrong, right? Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, a lot of the kids being developing students don't have the the academic fortitude and hardware to try to make these differentiations. Mm. They simply know, my gosh, I was sick. I went to the doctor. They made me better. That's science. It's magic. And we've even seen leading pastors fall prey to the same uh, faux pas, basically, the equating science with uh, collectively with historical science and observational science. But, you you know, every time I would go testify about the scientific method in state or federal court cases, you have to use a rigorous method. You have to test at certain confidence intervals, and you have to be able to say, Your Honor, this is real data that we observed, we collected, we followed protocols, and it's based on things we can observe, test, see, and repeat uh, today. And uh, it's not based upon some abstract artist rendition of Lucy's bones and what we think Lucy might have looked like. Yeah. So, but unfortunately, kids don't see the difference. But in about a 10-minute lecture, we can help them disentangle those two things. That's great. You know, um, it's interesting. I had a student come to me who was at a public school, and he was, um, he was told by his teacher to write this paper on a debate subject, and he chose creation and evolution. And yeah. uh, he said, Mr. Conover, um, we're only allowed to do research from this list of websites that were given by the, the school district. And he said, and every one I look up on creation evolution, all of them say evolution is true and creation is false. And I, I gave him a list of other websites that he could use to, to counter as a counterpoint. And uh, he went back to his teacher. His teacher said, no, you can't use any of those sites. You can only use the sites that our district has given us, which, uh, you know, the kids yeah. are in a very difficult place where um, – they're literally being locked into this information. They're not, they're not able to critically evaluate the information, uh, it, which this is often the case. And so your ministry and what you're doing and this, the resources you're providing um, help to give students a, a fighting chance here. Yeah, you're, you're right. In fact, they've gotten so bold nowadays that a number of biology po uh, textbooks right in the preface will give one to two pages of a full apologetic against creationists specifically. Wow, I did not. And when know you that. read this stuff, you're like, oh my gosh, it's what we're watching happening is Romans 1, 1 Thessalonians, and 2 Peter 3 happening right before our very eyes. I mean, the, the Bible prophesies this, and 2 Peter 3 comes out and says, you know, above all this, know this, that in the last days, people are going to come denying the catastrophism mm -hmm. and creation out of nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly the two things that they're being willingly ignorant about, just like the Bible says they're going to be. And how are you willingly ignorant about something? Well, you teach the opposite of it. Yeah. And we're seeing that in our lifetime.
Yeah, absolutely. So, well, yeah. Um, well, I love what you're doing. I think it's fantastic. And um, if somebody wants to get involved with your ministry or they want to have you out to, to speak, to be speaking or something like this, um, what do you come and do you typically come and speak on creation apologetics or what do you speak on specifically? Yeah, you know, our, our, our wheelhouse talk is Noah's Flood, and because you can just turn left a few chapters and you're at Creation Week, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, I like to really focus on the evidence that personally got me. It's the overwhelming flood fossil record in dinosaurs. So that's where we like to start, but we, we have four different main talks that we give. We do that one, the Days of Creation, and uh, another popular one we give is on the reliability of the Bible. We look at the Dead Sea Scrolls and the transmission and how consistent than it is and things like that so uh but we talk to high schoolers and middle schools we also talk in, in colleges and of course we'll, we'll we'll teach sunday mornings at church too and sunday schools or uh or the main service as well so and we have a network of about 10 different speakers in different areas around northern california to dig it out uh, and do these kinds of talks but uh we don't charge anything and we love doing this because it's it's amazing when people can get an alignment between what they believe in their mind and what they know is true in their hearts. Only then can you live under the ordinance of what Jesus said, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You put those things together, and now you have a fully empowered Christian mm. standing on the Word of God all the way back to their roots in the book of Genesis. Yeah. I, I remember the first time I was exposed to the evidence for the truth of creation, the flood, and everything like that, and I uh, I just walked away going, oh, my goodness, this just blew my <laughs> mind away. And uh, for, for me, it it actually sparked in me the desire to tell my friends, wait a second, did you know this? This is incredible. Yeah. This is all true. There's actually yeah. evidence for it. I, I don't have to just assert that it's true. I don't have to just hope that it's true. I mean, I can actually give you tangible, physical evidence that um, this this book is a historical record. Um, it's It's not something like that you... You just have to take on blind faith, you know? It's it's amazing. I mean, when I went up to Canada and looked at the bone beds up there, I was standing next to a guy I later learned was a licensed geologist. And when I watched my daughter have her epiphany moment, she went off for five minutes about how, Dad, there's no way that this hadrosaur we're seeing right in front of us and its thousand buddies over this multiple mile radius area died in some local flood. It's impossible. They're buried with 50 feet of mud. What mm. kind of thing could do that? And then this guy came up to me in the, on the parking lot afterwards and said he converted right there <laughs> he says, right there oh wow <laughs> he, he listened to my daughter she really had her own personal wake-up call and this guy's what was just eavesdropping our whole conversation came up to me 30 minutes and says you know what i just rethought all of my training and you guys have flipped me i've changed my mind what a testimony. What a testimony. Uh, it's, it's great because the truth will set you free, and it really isn't hard to gather. I mean, when you really honestly step back and look at it, Noah's flood is all around us. It's one of the most obvious things scientifically to get your mind around. Yeah. Have you ever been to um, the Grand Canyon and done uh, tours of the canyon like that? Uh, I at sure the did. Yeah. I went up there with Russ Miller. Uh, it was fantastic. It was kind of short. It was a three-day trip. 
But that's a very complex area. There's a lot going on there, but you can, in fact, see a lot of the, the layering and creation rock and everything else. But, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a very complex area to try to get your mind around. There's a lot going on out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Dan, I, I wanted to say thank you so much for being on the air today. I really appreciate it. Sure. And uh, it's been a big blessing, and um, I look forward to working with you more in the future. For those of you listening in, um, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on um, the radio, uh, or on our YouTube channel, we've, we've got this stuff everywhere, um, please uh, check out GenesisApologetics.com as a resource. It's a, a huge blessing. And if you have the finances to support them, that's a blessing too. Um, they're doing a lot of this stuff for free, giving the app all the way for free. And uh, it all takes uh, money to produce this sort of stuff. So please, if you have the resources, please support him and uh, what he's uh, trying to do because it's making a difference. So thanks again, all Dan. Right. Appreciate your time. Thanks very much for having us on, Kevin. God bless. Okay, take care. Have a great day. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Okay, thanks for listening today. I hope you'll join us uh, next week. Uh, We'll be covering some other uh, very interesting issues, especially with the election coming up uh, in November. We're going to be covering issues that are relevant to us as Christians and uh, how they pertain to um, uh, the Bible and what the Bible has to say about uh, the different views on things like immigration and, um, you know, what's happening in the courts right now. There's a lot of big things happening. So stay tuned and I hope to be a blessing to you and, uh, give you some great, uh, guidance and, um, perspective on what we're doing with the upcoming election. Okay. I hope you have a great day. God bless you. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry. We're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay. That was dumb, but for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the school of unshakable faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email kevcon at educateforlife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at educateforlife.com. You will always be much more to me. Every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right. But that's all right.